Welcome to the Sermon Podcast of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ of St. Paul, located in Matamidi, Minnesota. We are a suburban congregation united in Christ and grounded in the values of diversity, solidarity, and witness. You can learn more about us by going to fccstpaul.org. Here is this week's sermon. Our text for today comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 21, verses 23-32. When Jesus entered the temple, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching. They asked, What kind of authority do you have to do these things? Who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I have a question for you. If I tell you, if you tell me the answer, I'll tell you what kind of authority I have to do these things. Where did John get his authority to baptize? Did he get it from heaven or from humans? They argued among themselves, if we say from heaven, he'll say to us, then why didn't you believe him? But we can't say from humans because we're afraid of the crowd since everyone thinks John was a prophet. They reply, we don't know. Jesus also said to them, neither will I tell you what kind of authority I have to do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. Now he came to the first and said, son, go and work in the vineyard today. No, I don't want to, he replied. But later he changed his mind and went. The father said the same thing to the other son who replied, yes, sir, but didn't go. Which one of these two did his father's will? They said the first one. Jesus said to them, I assure you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering God's kingdom ahead of you. For John came to you on the righteous road and you didn't believe him. But tax collectors and prostitutes believed him. Yet even after you saw this, you didn't change your hearts and lives and you didn't believe in him. This is the word of God for all the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So my husband Daniel and I moved into our house in the spring of 2007. And when August came, August 1st to be exact, that was a day that if you lived here, you know what happened on that day. Because it was on that day around rush hour that the bridge that carried I-35W over the Mississippi River in downtown Minneapolis collapsed. And it sent panic throughout the metro area because people were always were wondering where their loved ones on that bridge. And we had went to get something to eat. And as we were coming back and coming back to the house to get inside, our next door neighbor, Julie, came out and she looked relieved. because She was worried that since we she knew that we both worked downtown and she was worried that maybe that we had got caught up in traffic and may have been on the bridge. Of course, we assured her we weren't. We weren't even anywhere near the bridge. Daniel and I were surprised and amazed that someone that we had only known maybe for a few months cared about us so much. 
I remember, and we all know the jingle from State Farm Insurance, and like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And Julie was definitely a good neighbor. She was concerned about who, where we were in a way that I never thought that any neighbor would be. But that leaves a good question, doesn't it? Because are we good neighbors? What are we doing to show that we care for those around us? So in today's passage, Jesus is in the temple. He makes this big entrance earlier by coming into Jerusalem, and then he clears the temples, temple of the money changers. All of this bothers the religious leaders of that day, the Pharisees and the scribes. They didn't like that he was coming and upsetting the way that they carried the community. So they want to know who this Jesus is all about, and they come and demand him to ask, to answer this question. Who gave you this authority? Now, Jesus knew what they were up to because they didn't really care what his authority was because they didn't believe he had any authority. They wanted to have him answer this question in order to delegitimize him. Jesus then, instead, doesn't bother to try to answer that question. He presents them with another question. And so he asks them, where did John get his authority? And now the religious leaders are in a fix. Because if they say it was from God, then Jesus will ask, why didn't they believe John? And I should add that the John that they're talking about is John the Baptist, his cousin. If they do it the other way around, say it's from humans, that will anger the crowd that really believed in John the Baptist. So they reply by saying that they didn't know. And I can imagine Jesus nodding his head and saying, then I'm not going to tell you where my authority comes from. But that was not the only, just the only answer there. Jesus wasn't done yet. He had to, to tell these people a little bit more. So he tells them the story about two sons. The first son that the father goes to, he asks him to work in the vineyard. And the son says, no, I'm too busy. I've got plans. I don't need to be bothered working in some vineyard. But then he has a change of heart and he puts on his working clothes and goes into the vineyard. Then there's that second son. And the second son replies, yes, I'll go and help you. But he ends up grabbing a pizza with his friends. He doesn't go to help his father in the vineyard. And then that's where Jesus lowers the boom. He tells these teachers that it will be the tax collectors and the prostitutes, the people that were not the well upstanding people of society, the ones that they shunned, that would go into the kingdom of heaven ahead of them. And it is important to note that ahead of them, how it's translated does not mean that, that these people will go first. It means that they will go instead of them. And that had to make them feel angry because they were the ones that had all the knowledge. They knew 
the faith inside and out. And Jesus was saying that it was not them, but the people that were despised by society. They were the ones that were going to go and into God's kingdom. That angered them. But the thing is, Jesus came to those whose hearts were open to him. And many times, more than not, the ones whose hearts were open to him were the ones that polite society didn't necessarily welcome. And they definitely were not welcomed by the religious leaders. In this season of COVID, we are being told more in more ways than one that the church right now isn't in our buildings. It is deployed into our communities. So in this time when we're not always in the church building, the question has to be asked, how are we being good neighbors where we live? How are we helping those that are in need? How are we opening our hearts to people that aren't like us? And sometimes are people that we may not really even like. We are continuing our series, The Church Has Left the Building. And the whole point of this series is how do we live and bring our, the church into our communities where we live? Because, of course, the church is not a building. It is us. So how are we bringing that into the world? Last week, I sent people a sheet that had a listing of um, activities that you could do during this fall that could help you to be the church deployed. And I hope that you take those activities to heart and hopefully we'll even think of other ways that you can be a good neighbor to someone because that's what this is all about at the end. How are we being neighbors to those around us? How are we showing our love, not just in what we profess, but in how we live what we profess? If we profess that Jesus is Lord, then how do we live like our Lord lived. When I was in seminary, I remember hearing this story from one of my professors, one of my favorite professors, actually. Um, he had, he was home and actually his father came to visit. And at some point he noticed that his father wasn't around and he looked around and looked around the house and then he saw his father. His father was outside talking to his neighbors. And so he gathers his father and brings him back into the house. And as they were walking towards the house, he asked his father, what were you doing? And his father replied, I wanted to see what kind of neighbors you were. That is going to be the true test of our faith. We can say that we believe in God, we believe in Jesus the Christ, but if we don't live our lives in a way that show that we believe in Jesus, 
the Jesus that did reach out to people like tax collectors and prostitutes, then we have to wonder if is that people will wonder is that faith genuine? So, friends, I have to ask you, are we doing and are we living out our faith? In this time away, are we making sure that our faith speaks, not just in what we say, but how we live? As the saying goes, and like a good neighbor, are we there for people? Thanks be to God. Amen. We hope today's sermon podcast was nourishment to your soul. If you'd like to know more about First Christian Church of St. Paul, please visit our website at fccstpaul.org. That's F-C-C-S-A-I-N-T-P-A-U-L.org. May God be with you in the coming week.